0: it call, call, this podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell. I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky.
1: And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the collects in the Book of Common Prayer.
0: And this week we're going to be talking about the Collect for Proper 8.
1: My favorite Collect. This one? I don't know that this is my favorite, favorite Collect, but I love this. Spoiler
0: alert. Get excited, people.
1: I am ready to acknowledge this Collect and not bewail it.
0: Sweet. Okay, here we go. It's on page (laughs) 230. Get ready for it. He said enthusiastically,
1: "Are you not into this prayer as much as I am?"
0: I, um, I don't think I am. I'm not <laughs> sure. I've, I'm not sure I've ever been into anything as much as you're into this prayer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: attentive listeners to the show will know that i am very interested in the concept of apostolic succession as a metaphor for our connection to one another to jesus and to god across space and time because you've got that laying on of hands that goes on from generation to generation and uh, going all the way back to Jesus although I know the documentation gets a little bit squirrely but it's okay. It's super cool and this prayer is not technically a prayer about apostolic succession but it's a prayer about that same idea of us all being joined together, the living and the dead Anyway, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you know, I like it too. I The whole metaphor that shows up often in biblical references about the body of christ being the building blocks of the church you know and this kind of building metaphor with the foundation and the cornerstone that doesn't do it for me as much as some other metaphors might like like the actual one about us being one body for example so that's where this prayer loses me a little bit because i don't know anything about buildings what's a cornerstone is it just in a corner like i don't know
1: you're just saying this because it's really fashionable to talk about church without buildings right now
0: (laughs) you're right Because if there's one thing you know about me, Brendan, it is that I am always fashionable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, I do see your point, and the strength of the metaphor that that speaks to you is that it is talking about a living thing, a, a, a body, whereas, you know, the building is some walls and a roof and all that. I'm just thinking that maybe part of how this works for me is that as I was preparing for this week's show... I was thinking about this metaphor of that we may be made a holy temple acceptable to you. And Mm -hmm. I went to kind of a very literal place with this in that at the moment, my current plan for uh, what happens to me is that I'm going to have a spot in the walls of my church. Uh And so, you know, I think about that because there's a bunch of other people in the walls uh, right there. And then I was thinking even a little bit more viscerally about these orders of monks who have these chapels that are made out of their bones. And it's a bit macabre, but it's this whole sense of, I don't know, giving up one's self and one's body in a really literal way and building it into a temple. And I just think that, you know, it's a little creepy, I'll grant it but I think it's super cool. Uh,
0: You know, it's interesting that you say that, Brendan. Around here, I can't say 100% that there are no churches in the diocese with internal columbariums, but I've never been in one. Most of the columbariums here, including at the cathedral where I um, attend services, are outside. A little garden wall or something like that. That is a a different perspective on it that I hadn't thought about.
1: I was at a church in Colorado, in Denver, I guess about two years ago now. Uh, I was in a friend's wedding, and that church, and the name is escaping me right now, but they had a columbarium in the altar.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Kind of in drawers, though, which made me think of Dexter, and that made me
0: uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, Michael C. Hall. (laughs) So dreamy, even though you are a serial killer in that show, but not in real life, I don't think.
1: Not in real life.
0: I don't think. (laughs) I can't say for sure. I've watched enough Dateline to know you can never tell.
1: Well, we don't really know how method he got in preparing for that role.
0: Fair enough. Wow, that went to a weird place. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So... The, this collect is, is basically based on a passage from Ephesians, chapter 2. It starts on verse 19, um, where he says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God.
1: Hmm. We're not going to get that reading this week. But no. I do think this collect actually fits really well with the lectionary for proper eight.
0: Oh, I hadn't had a chance to look at it. Tell me more.
1: So you'll have two options for kings uh, again, as usual, uh, during the summer for track one and track two. If you're on track one, you're going to be getting the story where Elijah is taken up into heaven. And Elisha uh, asks to be given a double share of Elijah's spirit, and Elijah says, "Okay, that's cool, but you've got to actually watch me go into heaven And Elisha does and, uh, and appears to, to get that spirit. If you're reading track 2, then you're going to get the calling of Elijah, or ex- excuse me, not Elijah, Elisha. And this story, this story is really weird actually. Because what happens is that God says to Elijah that when you go back to the wilderness of Damascus, uh, you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, as prophet in your place. Okay, and can, we just, so,
0: can we just say very quickly that I would have taken some dramatic liberties and changed one of their names, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it gets really complicated when you're talking about Elijah and Elisha.
1: So I'll just call Elijah, Elijah, and I'll call Elisha E.
0: Great. That's so helpful.
1: E-Dog. E-Dog. How about that?
0: E-Dog. That's even better. (laughs) So so Elijah's going to anoint E-Dog at his place.
1: Yes, he is. And so he finds E-Dog plowing with 12 (laughs) yoke of oxen. And then what Elijah does is throws his mantle over him like there's and no I'm- indication that Elijah even says hi he just like throws the mantle
0: and a mantle is like a like a coat yeah yeah okay i
1: guess i it's kind of a weird gesture
0: <laughs> like uh like i'm blowing my rape whistle pretty dang hard at that point <laughs>
1: Anyway, uh, and so this happens, and then what happens is Edog runs after Elijah.
0: Wait, hold up. So Elijah does this to Edog. He throws his coat over his head, and then he runs off because it says that Edog runs after.
1: Him. I guess, yeah. So the the text and the text is that. Um, and this is the NRSV here is that Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle over him so it's like he's just walking by throws the coat, keeps walking <laughs>
0: This story is amazing. Please keep going.
1: <laughs> okay. And so then, so then, E dog does go after uh, Elijah and says, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And th- this, okay, this is kind of a non sequitur, so I, I I don't totally understand what's happening here. Elijah says to E dog, Go back again, for what have I done to you, aside from like throw my coat at you?
0: <laughs> right. And,
1: and then E dog goes. Uh, back to to the field, takes his oxen, slaughters them, and then, using equipment from the oxen, he boiled their flesh and gave it to the people and they ate and then he set out and followed Elijah. The end.
0: This is like online dating. (laughs) (laughs) Like dudes throw things at you and you don't know what to do with it so you're just like okay i'm just gonna kill these farm animals now i don't know <laughs> none of these things seem to make any sense but it's okay
1: yeah so it's it's a very weird story but you know it, it does begin you know this is the, the beginning of the saga of elijah and edog as as buddies on the road
0: road trip elijah and edog
1: and this story is really clearly meant to parallel with the gospel. Uh, so, uh, and we're going to be in Luke nine fifty one through sixty two here. And there are, there's, this is kind of a two-parter. Uh, so the first thing is, uh, this is happening right after the transfiguration, that uh, Jesus and the disciples are uh, headed for Jerusalem, and he sends messengers ahead of him to a Samaritan village, but the Samaritans would not receive him. When his disciples saw it, they said, "'Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them?' jesus uh, says no and they go on to another village but then what happens is jesus uh encounters some people along the road and uh jesus says to one of them follow me that person says lord let me go and bury my father first and jesus says to him let the dead bury their own dead but as for you go and proclaim the kingdom of god
0: this is way harsh
1: yeah it's one of the really infamous texts of the Gospels. But it's clearly meant to be parallel to what we saw with Elijah and Edog.
0: The epistle is the, the another kind of infamous fruit of the spirit and the works of the flesh thing: fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery. sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those things sound kind of fun. Not gonna yeah. lie. But it is clear that, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God.
1: Did you see the spit about anger, quarrels, dissensions, and factions? Yeah, I think Paul might I, be talking about general convention.
0: <laughs> I think Paul might be talking about Paul. <laughs> <laughs> also, drunkenness and carousing. Uh, yeah, that New well. York, that New York Times uh, dude from Indianapolis certainly thought that was happening at general convention
1: that's right the the lavish bottles of wine
0: for those of you who weren't following uh, that uh, at the time uh, there was a new york i think it was new york times columnist who was covering general convention in indy in 2012 and wrote this kind of awful article about going around to the restaurants of indianapolis and seeing the episcopalians pouring themselves lavish bottles of wine (laughs) Which is just, like, the weirdest thing ever, because I don't know about them, but I was on a per diem, and I was like, hmm, can I get away with eating Starbucks muffin again tonight?
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but to the collect, since both the gospel and particularly the track to uh, Elijah and Elisha story... Uh, are really about the the calling of the prophets and the apostles it's a nice tie back to uh to this collect
0: yeah that makes sense so our friend hatchet says about this one that uh, it was composed for the 1549 prayer book and it was associated with the feast of saint simon and saint jude at the time but then got repurposed if you will because of its reference to the apostles and apostolic succession somewhat it is on the sunday closest to the feast of saint peter and saint paul hmm. so anything else about this college we want to talk about i i do like it i just i'm not like bowled over by it i wouldn't say it's my favorite
1: okay i don't know if we can be friends anymore
0: we'll always have Brittany
1: (laughs) and cats
0: and cats
1: well do we have anything uh to acknowledge or bewail this week
0: I think we do I'm sure we do I have an acknowledgement that my daughter whom you've heard about before returned today from her first overnight church camp experience
1: Mm, How'd that go?
0: She said it went really well and she had fun, but that she did cry several times. My child has inherited for me a distinct disdain for the outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it just kind of manifests as I don't really like going outside because I'm allergic to grass. But for her, it's more that she's afraid of things. So... They did a lot of hiking, and they went into a cave with bats, and she saw bugs, and so there was some fear involved, but she overcame it.
1: So it was basically like uh, Temple of Doom.
0: Basically exactly like that, yes. (laughs) But the best part is that she wrote me a letter which arrived home today, which is the day that she also arrived home. And the best part, I mean, this letter is short and to the point. It says, oh, hi, mommy. I went in a cave. I cried, but I did it. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the greatest letter I've ever received. So I would like to acknowledge that.
1: That is wonderful.
0: (laughs) She's a storyteller.
1: (laughs) I would like to acknowledge a uh, sermon that Bishop Dan Edwards, the Bishop of Nevada, posted on uh, his blog today called Confessions of a Lapsed Contemporanean,
0: Mm. where
1: he is reflecting on the tensions uh, between the desire to, to do something new and... Uh, and also the, the need to hold on to tradition. And it, it's a pretty good, it's a good sermon, actually. Uh, not a pretty good sermon, it's a very good sermon, and it's not very long. My favorite part of it, though, is uh, just this paragraph that I'm going to read to you. Sometimes I love the tradition, sometimes I hate it, but it's always there for me to learn from, sometimes by arguing with it. For example, I have never been comfortable with the Nicene Creed, but I keep saying it, and that makes me look hard at what it means. One year, a particular line offends me to the core. The next year, I have found a new meaning for that line, and I love it. But by then, another line bothers me. I don't say the creed because I'm comfortable with it. I say it because I'm uncomfortable with it. It makes me think. Ah. So, the sermon's well worth reading, and we'll post a link in the show notes.
0: Yeah, that's great. Anything to bewail this week? I don't
1: think I have anything to bewail right now.
0: That's good.
1: yeah, we're, we're in the middle of election season, but I don't want to talk about...
0: I don't want to talk about it.
1: All that stuff.
0: It's the worst. Oh, I do have one thing to bewail. Well. Since the time of our last recording, a friend of the show, Father David Simmons, his wife, Mickey, fell and um, had broke her ankle in two places and has had to have surgery so um the college call is sending our our prayers and love to you guys and hope that you um you're both doing okay and and healing efficiently Hmm. brendan i know you've done that before so
1: i had a triple ankle ankle fracture wow what way to
0: you know call her out dude yeah no (laughs) i'm sorry
1: i'm winning the suffering olympics (laughs) (laughs) no it's it's, that's horrible it's i I wouldn't wish it on anybody on the other hand you know i was on crutches for six weeks and when it was over my shoulders were amazing
0: oh i bet you were totes buff I, i will come out and say um this which will certainly doom me i've never broken a bone so i don't know what that feels like but i have this this feeling that it's less than fun
1: yeah i wouldn't recommend it
0: okay good to know I guess that's the acknowledgements and bewailings.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And if you would like to acknowledge or bewail anything, or if you would like to affirm my feels about how the proper 8 Collect is the best, you can do that by sending us a tweet at The Collect Call, or send an email to the Collect Call at acts8movement.org.
0: And if you would like to talk to our parent organization about our craziness, you can do so on Facebook or Twitter at Acts8 movement or online at x8 movement.org
1: our theme music is let all mortal flesh keep silence by aaron DeVries, distributed under a creative commons license find more of aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com
0: and join us next week where we will be talking about proper nine we'll see you then let all mortal flesh keep silence and with fear and trembling stand ponder nothing earthly-minded, for with blessing in his hand, Christ our God to earth descended, our full homage to